If you take your Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. God willing, we'll be expounding verse 20 tonight. I started thinking I'd expound two or three verses, and, uh, and then I got into verse 20, and I, it just got deeper and sweeter, and I thought, well, I'll better just stay right here. The title of the message tonight is Wisdom's Movement. Wisdom's Movement. We think of wisdom, and, and we think of, you know, some old, some old saying, some old wise saying or something, something written down. We don't always think of wisdom animated, wisdom moving. But this is going to give us a new perspective on wisdom tonight and, and the next uh, Wednesday or two. In our verse this night, wisdom continues to teach us about itself and it's important for us to remember that wisdom is speaking as a third party to us. And I told you before that you cannot separate wisdom from God. But here wisdom is not speaking as God. It's speaking like a third party. And it's a, it's a, a teaching strategy, if you would. It's identifying itself as an attribute or a characteristic of God. And, and by speaking in this third person... It's a, it's a beautiful and effective way of teaching us more about wisdom and the marvelous God who possesses it. Verse 20 tonight, wisdom begins by telling us, I lead. I lead. And when you, when you just read it, if you're, if you're reading over this and uh, you just take it at face value, then you'll just read right through and you won't think a whole lot about it. But we're going to drill down some tonight, and uh, this Hebrew word we're going to pay attention to. But this word translated as lead here, it has the idea of movement. Movement. Of going somewhere. This word translated lead tonight is used over 500 times in the Old Testament. That's a lot. Over 500 times in the Old Testament. And Proverbs 8.20 is the only time it is translated lead. And every other time it's translated something else besides lead. And as I studied the context that this verse is in, I, can, uh, I could understand why the translators chose the word lead here. But uh, I'm not sure it's the, the uh, best selection that they could have chosen. Perhaps they would have been better had they stuck with how it's usually translated in the Bible. So to keep the, the rich truths, and I'll explain that here to you in just a moment, but to keep the rich truths of this text from being lost in this study and just glossing over it by looking at the word lead... I want us to understand that wisdom moves. Wisdom goes. The literal translation of the Bible words it this way. Instead of I lead, it says I walk in the path of righteousness. 
that makes you think a little bit different about it, doesn't it? Another modern translation says, I go in the road of righteousness. So I lead, I walk, I go. Now, causatively, if wisdom were to go in a certain direction, and we were to follow that wisdom in that same direction, then wisdom would be leading us, wouldn't it? But here's the thing. Wisdom goes whether we follow it or not. It's almost like science. It's a principle of wisdom. It's, it's amazing to me. It makes me just ponder on the thought of it. But kind of like light has nature, and we talked about that the other day uh, in the book of Hosea, wisdom has nature too. And wisdom goes. Wisdom's on the move. It's not just some saying written down with black ink on white paper. And so if wisdom goes and we follow, then wisdom is leading us. But wisdom's going to go whether we follow it or not. I walk. I go in the road of righteousness. This is so important for us to understand. Not just if we're going to comprehend the rich truths that we're going to be looking at tonight in Proverbs 8.20. But in the next couple of verses as well. I'm excited to get into the next couple of verses. Especially when we look at creation. Wisdom, we need to understand tonight, as you're thinking about wisdom, just train your mind now to think of wisdom with a different perspective than you have before. Don't change your mind about the things of wisdom you've learned. What you've learned is true. But just as you learn a person better, then learn wisdom better. Wisdom moves. Wisdom walks. Wisdom runs. Listen to how this same word, the, the word that's translated as lead tonight, and often is translated as walk in the Scriptures, or go in the Scriptures, or went in the Scriptures. Listen to how this same word is used in the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, if you're taking notes, write down in your margin, Ecclesiastes 1.7, and then draw a line to... The word lead. Ecclesiastes 1 7 in your margin, then draw a line from that footnote to the word lead and connect those two together. Ecclesiastes 1 7 says, All the rivers run into the sea. Now, where do you think that Hebrew word is at in the underlined portion there? Thank you, Brother Rick, for underlining that. That really helps. Where do you think that, that Hebrew word is at? It's in the word run. That's right. All the rivers run into the sea. The rivers run into the sea, meaning they have a certain preordained path of travel. Everyone knows that. Doesn't matter what river you go to. Doesn't matter what part of the United States you go to. You find a river. You go to the brink of that river. And you'll know that the water you're looking at 
If it doesn't evaporate and go up to the clouds by the time it gets there, the water in that river is going to end up into the sea. It's just a known fact. Why? Because God created it that way. It's a preordained path of travel. They run into the sea because God designed the rivers to function that way. Same Hebrew word. And keep that image in your mind of the, the waters of the rivers running into the sea. It'll help us a lot. We're thinking of the word run here. When I was a kid, and Jeremy kids don't ever go by some of the examples I give of when I was a kid. A lot of things I did as a kid are examples of what you should not do. When I was a kid, and I wouldn't doubt if some of y'all did the same thing especially Brother Shepherd. But when I was a kid, we used to get on the phone and call houses, just call random numbers. And one of our favorite things to do would be we'd call and someone would answer the phone would say, is your refrigerator running? And when they said yes, we'd say, well, you better shut your doors so it won't run away out your house, you know. Don't want it to run away. And we'd think we were just so funny. Of course, they'd hang up on us or tell us not to call them back. We were having fun with the dual sense of that word run. The refrigerator wasn't running in the sense that it had legs. and was running around. It was running in the sense that like the rivers of waters, it was running the way it was designed to function. That's why we would say, is your refrigerator running? Is it traveling the course? Is it moving and functioning the way the motor runs? Is your engine what? Running. Someone designed that engine. Someone thought it out. Someone had purpose. And they put all those parts together to move in a certain way. And if it's moving that direction, the engine is running. If the refrigerator is functioning the way it was designed, even though it's sitting perfectly still, it's running. So how does this apply to us tonight when we're looking at wisdom? Why is it important for us to know that wisdom runs? That it moves in a way it was designed to function. That things move that way. Every summer, there are and have been for a long time, maybe, I don't know, uh, who knows how long. But every summer, there are a large number of people who take their inflatable rafts to the river to certain rivers that are easier to travel, maybe wide and don't have obstructions or, you know, maybe flow gently in certain parts or whatever. And they put their rafts on that river and they just float. They just go to some place, put the raft in the water, hop on there with their friends and just float. Sometimes you may have hundreds of people on that river on their rafts all at the same time just floating down the river. Has anyone ever done that before? Brother, we got several who've done that. You done it, Alice? Several who've done that. 
And they do this because it is relaxing. I assume it's very relaxing, isn't it? Yeah. It's relaxing. They do it because it's enjoyable. It's fun. But I want you to notice that I said they float down the river. I didn't say they float up the river. Right? Nobody would consider floating up the river to be relaxing. No one in here has ever contemplated, hey, let's go get our rafts. Let's get our families and friends together. Let's go down to the Guadalupe River and let's go float up the river this year. We did down the river last year. This year let's do different and take a more scenic view. We'll float up the river this time. Nobody does that. Nobody would consider floating up a river to be relaxing, enjoyable, and fun. On the contrary, if you were to picture in your mind right now, you and your family on the rafts floating up the river, you would consider it to be exhausting, unenjoyable, and no fun at all. Why is this so? It's the same river. It's the same people. It's the same inflatable rafts. It's the same time of the year. Why does one direction exhaust the people and the other direction relax the people? The difference is not in the direction the people are traveling. The difference is the direction the river is traveling. If the river ran upward, then hey, we'd all say, let's go down uh, to the Guadalupe River and let's float up the river. If the river ran upward, we'd all float up the river and the river would be very enjoyable to float up. But since the river runs downward, then going down the river is enjoyable. Going up is exhausting. You see, God made all creation, not just the river. Every aspect of creation God made, and we'll get more into this next week, but not just the river. And we can either run in the direction that God created it to run, or we can run against it. I'll repeat that again. God made all creation, every aspect of creation, every aspect of humanity, every aspect of physics and science and uh, uh, social and spiritual and physical and medicinal aspects of life. God made it all. And we can either run with it or we can run against it. And the Bible says that wisdom runs, look back in your text, in the way or the path of righteousness. It runs in the way of righteousness. As the river has a path cut out for it, so wisdom has a path that's cut out for it. It runs in the way, the path of righteousness. 
Now, righteousness is expressed to us in God's Word. God's Word shows us the direction that creation was designed to travel in. If you could think of it like that. God's Word teaches us how the river flows, so to speak. How God designed things to be. And the direction... And this will help not only help you understand wisdom tonight, it will help you understand the word righteousness too. It, it, it runs in the way of righteousness. That's the way it goes. The direction that God designed the world to run in is righteousness. Now, now I'm not saying that God said, I'm going to make a righteous world. What I'm saying is, the direction that God designed, the methodology, the systematic uh, workings of this creation is called righteousness. When you think of the word righteousness, think of the word rightness. Rightness. If you are going down the river to float, then you are going the right way. If you're trying to float up the river, you're going the wrong way. So in that sense, floating down the river would be righteous because you're going the course the river was designed to run. Does that make sense? If you are going in the path of wisdom, then you are going the right way. You're going the course that God designed the earth, humanity, to run. If you're acting contrary to God's word, then you are going the wrong way. You are going the exhausting way. The way of toil and sorrow. If you would, write down in your margin Proverbs 13, verse 15, or if you're taking notes, Proverbs 13, verse 15. The Bible says, Good understanding giveth favor. Now, we have yet to reach chapter 13, but we might as well give a little sneak preview. Good understanding giveth favor. If I understand how the river runs then that understanding will be favorable to me. If I misunderstand how the river runs, then if I try to go the wrong direction, not the right or righteous direction, then it's going to be unfavorable to me. So good understanding gives favor, but the way that is the direction of travel of the transgressors is hard. What happens if I am trying to go up the river that's flowing down? I am transgressing the God-ordained path that that river travels. And the way of the transgressor is hard. I'm not sitting back with iced tea in my hand and my feet propped up. I've got some rows and I'm wishing so much that I had a big electric motor on there. Or a gasoline motor. 
I assumed electric because only a liberal would try to go upstream. <laughs> I was just kidding. But wisdom, wisdom, folks, it isn't a set of earthly rules for us to keep. I'm going to repeat that again. Wisdom is not a set of earthly rules for us to keep. Wisdom is a blueprint of earth's design. Wisdom is the schematic printout of how God designed the world to run. Wisdom shows us the course God designed the water to travel in so we can float in favor and not take the way that is hard. I never cease to be amazed at people who run contrary to God's design. That is the unrighteous way. That they're, they're transgressing the way God ordained the world to run. And I never cease to be amazed at them because so often they get themselves, and I hope I'm not the only one who notices this, but they get themselves into trouble. Maybe they're broke. Maybe they're in jail. Maybe they're whatever. They get themselves into some kind of trouble, and when they do, they have to go to someone who's traveling in the right direction for help. Over and over again. And they never seem to realize that it is not those people's good luck, but it is their lifestyle that keeps them from getting into the same trouble they're getting into. They look at these people and they that are living right, that have their home and their car and their driver's license intact and money in the bank and they may not be wealthy, but, you know, they've got their business in order and they look at them and they think, man, they get all the breaks. No, they're not getting all the breaks. They're just going in the right directions. You see? If you were to see people on a raft fighting the current and trying to float up the river, those people would be transgressing the river's natural course. And to transgress that course is hard. Wisdom runs in the course of righteousness. And understanding how the course runs should make us want to know and obey every word of God so we can travel that good way, the right way, the pleasant way, the enjoyable way. Wisdom goes in the way of righteousness. It runs, look back in your text, in the midst of the paths of judgment. Man, I love these words. In the midst of the paths of judgment. Now, the word that's translated midst here, it means to cut something in half. Now, if I were to take Hannah's pretty picture, which I would not do, but if I were to take Hannah's pretty picture here, and if I were to cut it in half, where would that line that I cut, where would that line be? Right in the middle. Right in the center. Right in the middle if I cut it in half. So that's why it says in the midst of the paths of judgment. It means to cut something in half right down the middle. So wisdom runs... The Bible is telling us here. It runs right down the middle. It runs dead center in the paths of God's judgment. 
Now the word judgment means verdict. We had a police officer on trial last week at our courthouse and uh, charged for uh, uh, using unnecessary force against uh, a prisoner. And after all of the evidence was put in, the jury came back and said, not guilty. That was their verdict. They were able to say, okay, we've heard this, we're looking at this, we see what the government's trying to charge this policeman with, and we're saying, no, he's not wrong. The government's wrong. That was their verdict. The decision that they rendered on the matter. When a jury renders a verdict, they are declaring their judgment concerning the charges that are made. They are judging whether the defendant is guilty or not guilty, and they render their judgment. And in the Bible, God renders His judgment as well. In the Bible, God judges. He renders His verdict on whether something is good or whether something is evil. Whether something is going down the stream according to the course of the, that the river flows or whether it's transgressing that course and going the wrong way. That's what God does in the Scriptures. He renders His judgment. God tells it like it is. In wisdom runs right down the center of the judgment that God's given us. If you are wise, you will run the right direction. If you are wise, you will take heed to the judgments in God's Word and run right down the middle of what God has declared. Because what God's declaring in His Word, He's showing you the path that the water runs, so to speak. He's showing you the path to take. Joshua chapter 23. Joshua chapter 23 verse 6 says this. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the left hand... Or to the right. Now, if I had the line here, and that line cut the middle of this paper right down the center, if I turn to the left hand, I'm no longer in the middle. If I turn to the right, I'm no longer in the center. I'm varying in some degree from what God's Word has told me. So what Joshua was saying here is, you go right down the middle, right down the center of what God says. That is the wise way. That is the good way. That is the pleasant way that wisdom runs. And God willing, we'll take back up in verse 21 next Wednesday night. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. We thank you, Lord, that wisdom is on the move. We thank you, Lord, that wisdom is running. And Father, you have called for us to run the path that wisdom travels. To take the river, the direction you've carved out for it, so to speak. And Father, I pray that we will understand righteousness that way. Not understanding righteousness and wisdom as a 
a pithy saying, Lord, or, 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 or righteousness in the sense that we just have some rules to keep and we've got to obey the rules. But that there's wisdom behind those rules. That they're, 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 they're like laws of nature. And you're trying to teach us foolish and blind creatures how our own creation runs. Though we're part of it. But that's just how blind sin has left us. And I pray we'll take heed to your word and obey it with all of our hearts with this grand, wonderful information you've given us tonight. In Jesus' name.